Welcome to the Rooted and Reaching podcast, a ministry of First Baptist Church in Charlottetown, PEI, Canada. At First Baptist Church, our vision is to be people deeply rooted in the amazing gospel of Jesus Christ, who then reach out into our neighborhood, city, and the world as we live and share the good news. Here is this week's Rooted and Reaching message from FBC Charlottetown. Back in, it was in July actually, we held an emergency preparedness meeting here at first. The, the, the point was, the plan was to discuss some of the things that as a congregation, maybe we need to be aware of, like how to evacuate if there was a fire or if there was a crisis situation or we needed to have the law represented here. What's the, the best way to respond? What are our policies and how should we be handling that? And so we invited in a representative from Charlottetown Police who walked us through some really helpful material. Uh, we also brought in our own John Chisholm uh, representing Charlottetown Fire. And that night, John said something that was especially, uh, I think, important and a good way to kick off this new series. The series is called Why Church? More Than Four Walls and a Steeple. And John was talking in his presentation about the church. And he was talking about how to evacuate the church and how to empty the church in a timely way. And then at one point, he just stops in the middle of his presentation and he goes, no, how do we empty the facility? The people are the church. Ah, proud pastor moment right there. Yes, John got it. John gets it. This is what we're talking about in this series. When you talk about going to church, what are you actually referring to? I mean, think about that. Are you, are you talking about the building? Are you talking about making a journey to a particular physical location on the corner of a couple of specific streets? Or are you really referring to the fact that you're going to be part of the church in a worshiping way? See, the, the challenge is always put this way. Is church where you go or is church who you are as a follower of Jesus? That's the challenge. It's a, it's a big question and there's a ton of nuances to that. But as we kick off this new ministry season, as I said during the host moment, I think this is a good place for us to begin. What is church? What, what are we here for? What is this all about? What's a Baptist church all about why would someone decide to get on board with what's happening through the Spirit of God in this church? But before we can do any of those things, we've got to cover this word church. What does it mean? We have to underline an important truth when we explore that word. In understanding God's will for His people and as a means of authentically living out our faith in Jesus, our primary source is the Word of God. So we go there first to find out what does the Bible say about church? Now, the what is somewhat clear regarding church, but it may not be what you think. A huge spoiler alert before we turn to Ephesians. When the Bible talks about and uses the word translated into English, church, never, not once, is it talking about a building. Church has a very particular meaning in the scriptures, and that's the subtitle for this series, More Than Four Walls and a Steeple. It definitely speaks to that. But we're looking at Ephesians chapter 1. It's our first stop as we explore this together. Uh, and in this portion uh, of the opening of Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus, he's writing words of thanks to the believers. 
He's uh, acknowledging that they have exhibited such strong, saving faith in Jesus. And he's writing about spiritual power and authority that resides exclusively within the Lord Jesus. And in verse 22 of Ephesians 1, Paul says this about the Lord. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So the original word that's used in that passage and from which we get the English word church is an ancient Greek word, ecclesia. Ecclesia. It's, a, it's another word, a lot like the word baptize, that never started out to be a religious connotation word. The Greek word, baptizomai, let's talk about that first, it simply means you plunge something under the water and bring it back up out of the water. Okay, that's what the word means. Could be the dishes. Could be the laundry. Could be someone who's just declared a saving faith in Jesus Christ. The word didn't have religious connotation originally. It adopted it as Christians made baptism that outward expression of an inner change. Well, the same is true with the word ecclesia that we're examining today. Ecclesia was just a word that was commonly used to describe any body of free citizens who gathered or who congregated together for the express purpose of collectively discussing important matters together. That was an ecclesia. Could be matters of the state. Could be matters of the city. Or in the case of the Ephesians, it could be ongoing matters of life in Christ, the ecclesia. So when Paul uses that language here in Ephesians, he uses it again in 1 Corinthians 1. He uses it in Galatians 1. He uses it in 1 Thessalonians 1. He uses it in 1 Timothy 3.5. He's using this word ecclesia to direct uh, his writings to a specific, visible, local gathering of people who are congregating in their particular location in the name of Jesus. But make no mistake, there's not a steeple in sight. There is no stained glass in sight. No polished hardwood anywhere. Only a collection of individuals who having called Jesus Lord have been saved for eternity by him, they now regularly come together and by faith to reason out matters of immense spiritual importance. In this way, they're the ecclesia. But that's just one use of that word in the scriptures. There's a second use of the word in the Bible, but it too has nothing to do with buildings. Several times in the Gospels, we encounter the same word ecclesia. As I said, it's the word that's translated into church in our English Bibles. Jesus uses that word several places. In one uh, infamous scene involving Jesus and the disciple Peter, Peter professes verbally his conviction that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replies to him with a declaration that Jesus is going to build a church. Matthew 16, I'm going to read verses 17 and 18. So following Peter's uh, profession of faith or confession, Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you, 
you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will build my church, Jesus said. Well, given the word that he's using there and the ways that the the Bible consistently uses that word, we can safely say Jesus is not talking about bricks and mortar. He's not talking about walls and steeples and pews. When Matthew records Jesus using this word ecclesia, he's not pointing to a visible body congregated together specifically in Galatia or in Ephesus or in Thessalonica. Jesus would mean that a couple of chapters later when he talks about conflict resolution among those local bodies. But in this particular passage, Jesus is referencing an invisible, wider body of believers that will be eternally brought together as an ecclesia, not because of geography, and not because of culture, and not because of a a brilliant church planter like the Apostle Paul, It won't be because they live in the same neighborhood. They're coming together. They're calling out that they will will represent that set-apart body is going to happen through a shared saving faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the very statement that Peter had just made to the Lord, and the Lord said, on that rock, on that foundation, I'm going to build my church. Now again, you know, the burning question we're asking today is, well, what is church? I think we've seen so far in these pages of the Word of God, church is understood in the Bible a couple of different ways. But one thing the church is not in Scripture is a building. The church that Jesus spoke of building wasn't a physical thing. It wasn't a location that people would go to, like the tabernacle or the temple historically. Church always referred to the faith community comprised of the believers who belonged to it through a saving, shared saving faith in Jesus. Jesus is their Lord. He alone forgives sin. He alone brings us into the forever presence of God the Father. That gathering of people who affirm that That's Jesus' church. That's the ecclesia. The church is the people, as the prophet John Chisholm said. The church is the people. People living in community, sharing practices of the faith, like worshiping together, serving together, caring, praying, experiencing divinely the Lord's presence and His grace through the Lord's Supper as we did last Sunday together. That's the ecclesia. That's the church as depicted by the writers of the Bible. And at the same time, it's also depicted as this supernaturally founded, intangible, indefinite, but very real, wider body of people from all over the world, every nation, every social strata, every gender, all held together by their respective declaration and profession in the headship and lordship of Jesus. Based on the scriptures themselves, this is what the church was designed to be. But after everything I've said, I want to be clear too that the the local visible church community like ours that are ministering as part of that global invisible church comprising the body of Jesus, we we have a building and we don't have to be ashamed of having that building, okay? 
We're not doing it wrong. It's very possible for a church, a congregation, an ecclesia to recognize its intended identity as the people of God and at the same time have a facility like this. It's especially useful in Canada in February. (laughs) As long as we treat the building for what it is, it's a tool for ministry. That's what it is. It can't ever be allowed to become a focal point or the purpose of our gathering together. I've sat through meetings in churches in my pastoral career where job number one behind every decision being made was how do we keep the doors open? There was nowhere on the agenda for us to talk about how to keep our hearts open in Christ, but hours and hours were spent deliberating on strategies to keep a building open. As though the four walls and the steeple were absolutely necessary for becoming better disciples, equipped to live out our saving faith in Jesus. It's very easy to miss the mark. Let me say something about our ministry context here at FBC when it comes to our real identity. 1838, here in Charlottetown, there was a Baptist meeting house. It was on Kent Street, apparently. Obviously, that that building no longer exists, but look around. The visible body called First Baptist Church is still here, still alive and vibrant. After that Kent Street building, apparently there was a, a Baptist church on Great George Street, also long gone. Same with the octagonal shaped church building that was located across this corner, having burned down in 1888. But still, the local visible community of believers, alive and vibrant here some 135 years later. Same is true of the building that was on the opposite corner. And then the one that followed it, which was this one, 1958. My point is that here in Charlottetown, Baptist buildings have come and gone. Baptist meeting places have come and gone, and new places replaced old places. But however big and however small those facilities were, they didn't define this congregation, this ecclesia, this church. They were just the physical places that our ancestors in the faith went. It wasn't who they were. And the same should be true of us today. This building is where we meet, and it's a blessing. And as with our ecclesia's previous buildings, These four walls and our steeple aren't what make FBC an ecclesia. Not in the way the Bible describes and defines that church should be. We're an ecclesia because of our shared conviction in Christ as Lord. We, the people of God, are the ecclesia. We're the church that Jesus said he would build because we trust by faith, we preach, and we live the truth that there's no other name by which anyone can be saved except his name. And so rather than talking about going to church or being at church, we ought instead to be focused more and more on being church, the church that Christ died for us to be. Like, the building might belong to us, but the church belongs to Him. He built it, 
And when it comes to his church, the gates of hell will not conquer the spirit-led efforts of that church. That's why, that's why I've given my life to leadership in the local church. Because I believe the local church is the hope for the world. Because it's more than four walls and a steeple. Ministry matters. The church matters. There's a couple of further uh, questions that we need to ask in determining a, a fuller and more substantial answer to the big question, why church, in this series. FBC is a local church, a visible representation of the body of believers saved by Jesus. But, 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 but how does Baptist fit into that? What is a Baptist church? How does that differ from other churches in this neighborhood or on this street? Well, that's next week's big why church question. And then, as I mentioned, in the final week, we're going to deal with probably the biggest and most timely question of all that's in front of us. It's the question of why any person, why you, why any person would choose to get on mission with this church. Vision 2027 lays out some very solid convictions in response to that question. And actually, that week, I'm going to roll out a brand new tool to help us all learn how to be even more on mission with Christ in this place. So I want to commend today's discipleship resource to you. If you're not uh, following on our app, it's there. There's also a few hard copies there. I commend it to you because I want you to spend some time with it. It asks some challenging questions about how you might think about the church. I want your thoughts on this topic to be more than just this 25 minutes that I've been shouting at you. I want you to spend some time, please, in figuring out, as led by the Spirit, what you believe the church to be. Because it boils down to you, the worshiper, you, the church, and the question of why are you here today? What, what did you come here expecting? What did you come here for? Why are you here? What did you expect to do and experience and encounter today? Of all the places you could be on a sunny Sunday, why church? May God lead us all to his truth and may it satisfy those and other questions as God's spirit equips us to be his church. The church that Jesus foreshadowed. The church that Jesus said he would build. Amen. You've been listening to the Rooted and Reaching podcast, a weekly ministry of First Baptist Church in Charlottetown, PEI, Canada. Our theme music is inspired by Ben Sound. For more information or to support the ministries of FBC Charlottetown, please visit our website, myfbc.ca, today. If you found the content of today's podcast encouraging, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and drop us a comment. In addition, consider sharing today's Rooted and Reaching podcast with at least one other person this week who might be blessed through it or become better biblically rooted through it. Until next time, thank you for listening.